As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Friday, November 12th, week 10 in the National Football League. Michael Beller here with you. We're going to talk you through the remainder of the week 10 slate from a gambling perspective. To do that, I've got my two trusty co-hosts. You're here every single Friday with us. First, Zach Jackson. Zach, what's going on? November 12th, my brother's birthday. He can't pick a winner either. <laughs> hey, you picked a couple of winners last week, a, a couple, two and three a week. Yeah. I did. Um, I, I stood on the table here in the podcast, and I said take Arizona. And then the Colt McCoy news became official on Sunday morning, and I bet the Niners. But here for the podcast, I was a winner. Hey, that's a winner. We're still counting that, of course. <laughs> a win- and hey, how were you supposed to know that James Conner was about to throw things back to 2018, right? Wow. More like 2014, right? <laughs> I, mean, the, uh, <laughs> uh, I have a horrible last-second fantasy benching of James Conner's story a week ago, but no one cares about that, least of all me. Also doesn't care about it. Vic Tafer also with us here. Vic, what's going on? Not much, man. I, I still stink, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's what's new here. It, uh, I guess it's not new, actually, right? That's it's, true. It's not new. You're right. Not new. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's been – we're going to be honest with you guys. We appreciate you sticking with us and listening to us here. It has not been the greatest season for us on the Friday edition of the Athletic Fantasy Football Pod. Zach had a 2-3 and three week a week ago. Vic at 1-4. and four. I was at 3-2. and two. Collectively, under 500 for the week, under 500 for the season, and unfortunately, all three of us individually under 500. I will say that, Zach, at 19-20, and 20, you're a 4-1 and one week away from being profitable. So, right. you know, that's something we can hang our hat on a little bit. We still have have time to get profitable all three of us and the show collectively for the season so i think we can start that this week you guys let's go let's do it let's do it let's jump right in we have a lot of crossover picks so we're going to let those lead into one another we're going to start with one where you guys are sharing not the pick but a pick from the same game and it is a game that Vic will be at one of the games of the week, Sunday Night Football, Raiders and Chiefs. The uh, uh, Raiders at home are two-and-a-half-point underdogs on BetMGM. The over-under on this one is 52. Uh, neither of you are going with that straight-up line of two-and-a-half. Vic, we're going to go to you first on this one. Just tell us what you're expecting from the Raiders in this one. Obviously, a big game for both teams. And then what your pick is as well. 
Yeah, I think they're going to play well. I think um, I think last week was a little hiccup. I think Derek Carr had his worst game of the year, but I think he should be fine going forward. The Chiefs defense obviously has a lot of issues, and I think one of the big things from last weekend was uh, Josh Jacobs looked really good, looked definitely the best he's looked this year, which I think the old line is getting a little better. So their offense should be good. And I think uh, defensively, I think Ngakwe and Crosby will give Mahomes a lot of problems. So I look at this game, and I might be biased because I, I, I watch the Raiders every week, but I think they're the better team. I think that you know, people keep waiting for the Chiefs to bounce back, and I'm not sure it's going to happen. So I think you get a chance to get the best team on both sides of the ball, playing at home. So I'm taking the money line. I'm not going to dabble any juice or any points. Give me the money line plus 115, and I'll take that as my, my first winner of the day. Yeah, a lot of history here, right, and a lot at stake. Um, these teams know one another. They score when they get together. Mm-hmm. Um, even before this Chiefs defense completely fell apart, you look at the last few years, the Raiders have scored on them. I always think in a big spot where both teams have a level of desperation and both teams have veteran quarterbacks and both teams have very good quarterbacks here, um, you know, I always lean towards the over, right? I, I think they're going to get touchdowns. I think they're going to create big plays and, and you know, even kitchen sink it to, to an extent. So I look for a little bit of bounce back from Mahomes and the Chiefs. I, I kind of like Vic's thinking and thinking that the home team can win this game, maybe will win this game, but either way, I think it gets over 52. I like the Raiders to score 31 themselves. Um, so we'll see what the Chiefs do on their end, but I think I think it's a close game, and I think it flies over 52. Yeah, that would be the way I would go if I was going to bet this game at all. It would probably be with the total. I just I, I don't want to mess around. I don't. I, I still am uncomfortable taking anyone to beat the Chiefs, even though that seems silly and uncomfortable with them laying just two and a half in this game. So I like staying away from the the game itself. The total feels very uh, gettable too at that fifty two mark. So that's what we've got here for the uh, over under, and I like that play, Zach. I'm going to go to a different game for my first pick. It's another one of the good games of the week, and you know we are very uh, accustomed to seeing the pack and Seahawks play one another in the regular season, whether it's both of them winning their division so they cross over the next year or just an NFC North, NFC West season. It feels like these two teams play one another almost every single season, and it always seems like something goes down in these games, whether it's the NFC Championship game, whether it's the uh, touchdown, touchback, interception game with the uh, replacement refs. It's just always something going on with the Packers and the Seahawks, and this week it is Russell Wilson definitely returning And I think you guys, Aaron Rodgers, returning as well. And that is why I am backing the Packers. I'm not going to try to get into the X's and O's of this. I just, can either of you guys tell me if this chance, would there be any chance, any chance at all, that the Packers are three and a half point favorites if the odds makers are not assuming Aaron Rodgers is back? I just don't see, there's, right? There's no way. There's no way. Not with the way they played last week. Not with what we saw from Jordan Love. The Seahawks are... Almost certainly favored with Russell Wilson coming back. Maybe it's a pick something like that. There's no way the Packers are laying the relatively standard three and a half if we're not assuming that Aaron Rodgers is back. So if we're going to draw that conclusion, then I am also comfortable just jumping back on the Packers. Definitely the better team. We have an injury expert who writes for us on the fantasy side of things. Her name's Virginia Zakis. Inside injuries. Great stuff over there. And when Russ first suffered the injury, she called it something like a six to eight week injury and that there could be some real you know, muscle issues with that finger and him being able to grip the ball correctly. And then if he can't grip it, how well can he throw it? He came back way earlier than that timetable. And I wouldn't be surprised to see there be a little bit of rust akin to what we saw from Dak Prescott in the Cowboys offense last week against the Broncos. We got a fully healthy, fully ready to go Green Bay team, almost certainly. And then a Seattle team that is still maybe not quite back to 100% with Russell Wilson. Really like the Packers in this spot. I reserve the right to change this if suddenly we hear Jordan Love is starting. 
But, <laughs> but assuming we got Aaron Rodgers in there, I like the Packers quite a bit laying three and a half points. Um, our next set of picks, you guys, is one where we don't have like uh, anything that's going to – actually, never mind. That's, uh, that, that's not true. So I'll just go right into our next set of picks. Uh, Vic, we're going to go to you first. We have an AFC South clash, Colts and Jaguars. The Colts, ten and a half point favorites at home. What do you like in this game? Yeah, the Colts took care of business last week. They run the ball really well. I think they'll be, have a good uh, good game plan to handle bad teams to kind of bully them, bully them a little bit, if you will. So I think they're in a good spot this week to to win again pretty, pretty comfortably. Um, yeah, you know, this is the Jaguars team that obviously uh, has been really in dire straits all season long. And uh, they've had a few flashes here and there. Last week was a nice win, obviously. Uh, it felt very anomalous that they held the, the Bills to six points. That offense looked dreadful. Once again, the Colts definitely seem to have turned a corner here. So another spot for the Colts to just keep amassing wins and building things up in what could be a very tight AFC wild card race. And that's where uh, Zach and I find our next pick. It's in the same game, and it's in the game that Zach is covering this weekend. Browns and Patriots. Patriots are two-point favorites in this one, and the uh, the total on this game is 45. Uh, Zach, you take your pick first here. Uh, what do you expect from this game, and then what is your playoff? Also. Yeah, you know, it's a little hard to know what to expect, right? The Browns off that big win, and it feels like that they're turning the corner. It feels like their defense is taking a big leap, which they were always looking at. Um, but Nick Chubb is on the COVID list, one of five players on the COVID list. We will see he's technically eligible to return if he can pass the test. But, Michael, I don't think any player in that spot has done that in the time window to get back. So you lose a lot when you lose Nick Chubb. He's just a super talented guy and means so much to this offense. But the key to me is the Browns' defense has turned the corner. They're playing against a rookie quarterback here. And and I think both teams will be conservative with their game plan. I just think Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, uh, JOK is supposed to be back. John Johnson and Denzel Ward are playing you know really well right now. Um, I don't see the Patriots getting over 20. I'm not sure they get to 20. So I'm a, I'm a little um, not bothered. I'm a little concerned that the odds makers have kept the Patriots the favorites in this game. But when I see the team total at 23 and a half and I see how the Browns defense is playing, uh, pick of the week under 23 and a half team total Patriots. <laughs> hey, guess what? This is my pick of the week, too, and it's Browns plus two. They're the better team. They're just flat out simply the better team. Everything you said about the defense is really what's leading me here to the Browns. Uh, this fully healthy defense, arguably the best in the NFL, certainly in the top three in the NFL. They can make life hell on Mac Jones with the way that they can get after the quarterback. We still have a, a Patriots team that we've been talking about this really for three years now. This is the third season, guys. Go back to that last year of Tom Brady in New England, and we were talking about that they just have no speed, no athleticism out wide to challenge defenses. We saw that in the playoff loss, Tom Brady's last game as a Patriot, to the Titans a couple of years ago. Last year, same exact issue. This year, it's the same issue. They just have nothing that's going to threaten a defense, nothing that a defense has to respect in terms of speed and athleticism. And that is not a formula you want to bring into a game against this Browns defense. I think they can just let it fly, get after Mac Jones. Maybe no Damian Harris. Maybe no Ramondre Stevenson. We're focused on the Browns running back issues. But we've also seen the Browns be able to say, all right, Nick Chubb out, Dearness Johnson in, and do pretty darn well. Obviously, it's not the same dimension, that they have when Nick Chubb is healthy, but it's still a pretty damn good dimension. We saw it a couple of weeks ago against the uh, Broncos with uh, Dearness Johnson running for nearly 150 yards in that win. I think the Browns are in a good spot to be able to replicate what they want to do when they're at full strength, and the Patriots, they just simply 
aren't in that spot. Really like the Browns here. And Zach, I hear what you're saying on the, the Patriots still being stuck at as two-point favorites, but this has been right there. It's been anywhere between one and a half and two and a half all week long on BetMGM. And if it's not going to cross a field goal, this feels to me like a situation where odds makers are sort of courting money on the Patriots. Like they want people to be like, all right, Patriots at home, buy a field goal. Uh, we want to be able to take that money and the Browns uh, are going to be able to uh, maybe help out me, help out the books. I like this sitting at plus two. It makes me feel like there's something at play here where the books are almost making a bet themselves on the Browns. I kind of read it the other way. <laughs> I, I do. I, 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 I just can't believe that the Browns aren't favored in this spot against their rookie quarterback. Uh, when you look at the Patriots' body of work, I mean, who have they beaten? Terrible teams. Yeah. Other except bad, for the struggling Chargers. rookie quarterbacks. Right, except for the, except for the Chargers' win. Yeah. And the Browns just played their best four quarters of the season. So, um, And this line was set before the Nick Chubb news. Not that yeah. any running back would shift it that much, but if right. there are a couple that are, it's the Derrick Henrys and Nick Chubbs of the yep. world, right? I mean, Chubb just does so much for this offense. So we'll see. Um, I definitely wasn't taking a side, though, but I, I feel strongly in my t- Patriots under team total. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, guys, third pick coming up for each of us. Vic, you and I are on opposite sides of Broncos and Eagles. I will be a gentleman and let you take your side first, and then I'll come and tell you why you're wrong. So what do you got in Broncos, Eagles, Broncos three-point favorites at home? Well, I'm sure I am wrong based on the season, but uh, I have faith in, uh, in my guy, Vic Fangio, my guy again. But I think you know they, they have a good formula. They, they run the ball well. they got two running backs. Defense is a little underrated. I think it's a good spot coming off a nice win for the morale at home. I think the Eagles are still overrated. They're 3-6. and six. Somehow people still think they're good. So I think it's a good number. I like the Broncos to, uh, to cover this one pretty easily. This is another one where I am going to do something that's probably stupid and just play the why is the line set like this game. And, you know, Broncos are coming off a game where they looked awesome against the Cowboys. They go into Dallas. They dominate that game from start to finish. 30-16 to does not at all uh, get across just how much better the Broncos were in that game. That was 30 to nothing at one point. A couple of garbage touchdowns for the Cowboys. The men absolutely nothing. So you're coming off a win like that. You're going back home. You're playing an Eagles team that, frankly, isn't very good. And you're only three-point favorites. You were actually less than a field goal. And then what puts it over the top for me is the fact that the Eagles plus three is minus 120. And the Broncos minus three is plus 100. Like, this feels like a spot where, again, I feel like books are courting Broncos money. They're telling betters, like, yeah, go ahead. 
take your field goal. All you got to do is win by more than a field goal, and you're going to get plus money for it, and you're going to get even money on that bet if you just get the Broncos, who just beat the Cowboys. Don't forget about that, betters. They just beat the Cowboys. Now you're getting them at home, plus 100. All they got to do is win by more than a field goal. You know you want to make this bet. I just look at that, and it makes me very scared. It makes me very suspicious, and that is the entirety of the reason. Why I'm picking the Eagles here because I agree the Broncos are the better team. I'd argue that the Eagles spreads have been weird all year long though. Like I think the bookmakers, I don't know what their fascination is with with uh, Jalen Hurts, and but I think the, the numbers have been kind of weird all all season long. But uh, maybe you're right. Maybe this is the the time the trap finally comes true and. Uh, my, my neck is uh, snapped again, but we'll see. <laughs> Indeed, we will. Again, that's just, it's I've, usually we, we get into trouble when we try to get in the heads of the odds makers, but this one just feels very silly to me in a way that uh, I want to back the Eagles and make what I think is the same bet that the bookmakers are making in this game. We've got a uh, Buccaneers and Washington game this week where the Bucks are nine and a half point favorites. Zach, for your third pick, you've got a player prop that you like in this one. Yeah, J.D. McKissick, the third down back, or just kind of the guy that gets a lot of passes. I mean, teams don't run on the Buccaneers. You can't run on the Buccaneers. Um, you know, the 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 uh, Curtis Samuel is out. Washington really struggling offensively. I just think the volume here for McKissick is is rather obvious, and I think the ceiling is very high. So, um, you know, as we record this 60, 70 hours out, I didn't see an exact number on two mm-hmm. sites, but, I mean, his reception's over, you know, four and a half, five and a half. His yard's over uh, up to 50, I think, is good. And, and that's just, as I went through this card, especially looking at last week's carnage, um, this is one that I, I feel good about because I just think the opportunities – um, are going to be there for in how they play offense and how the Bucks play defense. Say that I, there's a good chance that I'm right. You've also got Antonio Gibson, who's dealing with a stress fracture in his shin, and you, there was some talk about him being a bigger part of their passing game early in the season. We saw it a tiny bit, but we haven't seen him involved at all since he suffered this injury. And so it really has been the J.D. McKissick show as a receiver. We've seen a little bit of Jarrett Patterson mixing in over the last few weeks, but that's been purely as a runner. And when you talk about a team that doesn't have Curtis Samuel, maybe still won't have Logan Thomas this week. We're unsure on that as of Thursday afternoon, but that could be a situation where he's out for one more week as he makes his return from IR. Should be a big, big day again for J.D. McKissick. I like this play, and I think you're probably in that right range. Probably four and a half catches, 45 and a half, maybe a few, a little bit less than that. Look at DeAndre Swift, for example, 39 and a half receiving yards of his prop. I think it's fair to expect J.D. McKissick to be somewhere in that range as well. Vic, you've got a play on a side in Buccaneers and Washington. What do you got here? Yeah, similar thinking to Zach. I think, you know, Washington won't be able to run the ball. I think Taylor Henneke stinks. I think Tom Brady's coming off the, a loss and a bye, a double double whammy. So he's had an extra time to prepare and get all fired up and angry. But I just think they're going to be scoring at will. Washington defense has not been very good this year. I think it's a blowout. So I'll take the, uh, I'll take the points. The Bucks are, I think, minus nine and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm all over that. Vic, let me come back to you with a quick follow-up question. Almost certainly no Antonio Brown. Almost certainly no Rob Gronkowski. Maybe no Chris Godwin. That doesn't change your thinking at all? No, that's why the guy's name is Tyler Johnson. They still got Tyler Johnson. So Tyler Johnson. <laughs> Tyler. Brashad Perriman Brashad back Perriman. in Tampa. Oh, man, they got, they got so much. But uh, I got Cameron Brait on a big day. So they should be. I'm not really worried about that at all. I think they'll throw the ball to running backs a little bit also. So I just think Tom Brady kind of wills this one uh, to an easy win. 
Yeah, I hate narrative street stuff like this, but maybe Tom Brady's had it in the back of his mind that he's been annoyed since last January when Washington and Taylor Heineke sort of gave Washington, the, the Bucks a run for their money. I mean, you know, that was that and the Saints game, those first two playoff games that the Bucks played last year were the tightest games. They cruised, or I guess uh, the, the Packers game as well. It was the Super Bowl that was really the one where they cruised. But either way, Washington gave them a little bit more of a fight than anyone was expecting, and that was sort of the Taylor Heineke coming out party. So maybe Brady feels like the sort of guy who could have that in the back of his mind going into this game, no matter who he has at his disposal. Zach, our fourth pick, a piece comes from the same game. I'm going to go first. It is Cardinals and Panthers. I'm going to go with the total in this one. The line is Cardinals minus 10.5. The total is 44.5. And And this is, once again, I'm just realizing now that I'm like really making a lot of suppositions in almost all my picks. The the Packers, I'm assuming Rodgers is back. I'm trying to play the odds makers with the Eagles. And now here I am again making a supposition that we're getting Kyler Murray back. Here's why I am making that supposition. 10.5 point spread. 44 and a half total. That gives the Cardinals an implied team total of 27.25 points. I don't care what Colt McCoy in this offense did last week, scoring 31 points against San Francisco. There is no way odds makers are installing the Cardinals with an implied total north of 27 if they don't think Kyler Murray's coming back. And if Kyler Murray's coming back, this team's going to score more than that many points. I mean, he's just, he plays in that, that style of game. The last time we had a Cardinals total with Kyler Murray starting, less than 45 points, was week 13 of the 2019 season. This is just a guy who creates a ton of points for himself and forces the other team to try to keep up with a brisk pace of football. They play in high-scoring games. They're built to win high-scoring games. And if Kyler's back, which this line definitely suggests he will be, I think this game goes over the 44-and-a-half relatively comfortably, even with P.J. Walker getting the start for Carolina. So that's where I am on the total. Or Zach, give us where you're at on the side. Yeah, so not knowing the injury situation, they were still awesome last week, right? Um, Carolina has flat out stunk. They started 3-0, and and they've arguably been as bad as anybody ever since. Well, when you lose Sam Darnold, you don't get any worse. He's been a turnover <laughs> machine. The offense hit a wall. So you bring in P.J. Walker, uh, and for as poorly as they've played, for as bad as they've been in, in almost every phase, right, uh, they're alive in the playoff race. They're totally dismissed by everybody outside their building. I'm just seeing this as double digits, and I'm taking it. I just think the Cardinals were over their heads last week, a team they obviously knew well, and and everybody had every reason to doubt them. I just think the Panthers somehow clunk their way to losing this by a touchdown or by eight. (laughs) Ten and a half jumped off the page to me, and I put the check mark on it right away. The NFC is fascinating to me, you guys. We've got these five awesome teams. You've got a ridiculous race in the NFC West where one team is going to get at the very least a bye at the most – or at the very least a home game, at the most, the one buying the NFC and home field advantage. And then the other team is going to go on the road the first week of the playoffs to play like the Cowboys or the Packers or someone. It's just super fascinating. And then as you say, Zach, we're going to have like the Panthers or the Falcons or the Vikings. Like one of those teams is going to be in the playoffs. This NFC is going to be, I think, really fascinating to watch over the next seven, eight weeks of the season. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
one pick left a piece. Vic and I are sharing a pick to make this final. I will kick us off, Vic, and then you can take it home. Why we like the Rams, minus four at the 49ers. Classic bounce back spot. I mean, this has just bounce back spot written all over it. I will say I would I would feel a little bit more comfortable if we were talking about Rams minus like five and a half or six. The four makes me raise an eyebrow a little bit. But I've done enough of trying to get inside the odds makers' heads for this show, and I'll just say that this is one that you don't want to overthink. The Rams coming off a total clunker of a game, a real clunker of a game from Matthew Stafford, just some bizarre decisions that we haven't seen from him during his time with the Rams. Titans were able to create a lot of havoc. That just doesn't feel like the sort of defense the 49ers have any longer. That seat under Kyle Shanahan getting awfully, awfully hot and the Rams, clearly the better team, feels like a spot where they bounce back. That's where I like the Rams minus four. Yeah, I'm with you. I totally. I think, I think one of the biggest takeaways from this game has been that somehow the Rams' physicality was kind of coming into question. Like they're not physical enough up front, and they, they were, you know, overpowered by the Titans. But really, like you mentioned, those two, you know, they, Matt Stafford gave them 14 points to start of the game. Yeah. So and the boom, whole boom, yeah. they outgained them, I think almost two to one yards. The Rams over the Titans. So uh, in no way did I think that that loss was as bad as people make it seem to be. Like in terms of the whole. Defense is now soft and O-line soft. I just think this is a great, not only a bounce back in terms of winning and losing, but also just in terms of reestablishing your identity. I think the 49ers coming off a terrible, terrible loss last week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they can't be at all looking forward to the rest of the season. So I think it's a good spot both ways. I think the Rams win this one uh, and show their, their physicality is still uh, still decent. As you said, team that beat the Rams last week, the Tennessee Titans, now the number one seed as of uh, today in the AFC. And our final pick of the show comes from Zach. It involves the Titans. Titans three-point favorites at home against the Saints. The total, 44.5. What's your play for this one, Zach? So this is how I finish 5-0, and right? Um, yes, You know, absolutely. Vic just said it. The Titans <laughs> did it with defense last week. They, they struggled to get a yard, but they, they turned in their turnovers, and their defense has played way better than anyone's thought. Well, here come the Saints. Um, Third-string quarterback, maybe Taysom Hill. Kamara's all banged up. Mm-hmm. Hangover city for the Titans. I just think this is an ugly game. I think both coaches plan for it to be ugly, um, carry out those game plans accordingly. The Saints have an excellent defense. Uh, I'm not sure where they're going to generate offense. Um, the, the Titans didn't generate offense last week in their first game without Derrick Henry. I see a lot of punts. I see a lot of runs, and I see strategic decisions leading to the first team trying to get to 20. I see as you know, 20 to 16, 19 to 16 type game here, comfortably under 44 and a half. I would say the odds makers were also unimpressed with that Tennessee win a week ago. Wins a win, push them to 7-2, and two, almost certainly going to win the AFC South. The fact that they're three-point favorites at home against a Saints team that just got beat by the Falcons at home and is going to be starting either Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon tells you that maybe the odds makers aren't ready to buy this Derrick henry list Tennessee Titans team. I think the only play you could possibly make in this game is exactly the one that you're making here, Zach, under 44 and a half. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. And this is the one, guys. I say it every week, mostly just because <laughs> eventually it has to be right. Right? And eventually, we're smart enough. We sort of know what we're talking about. 15 picks between the three of us. I feel like one of these days we're hitting a 10 and 5 or an 11 and 4. And this, I think this is the one right here. Hopefully, you are riding with us and think this is the one as well. For Zach Jackson and Vic Tafer, I'm Michael Beller. Thanks for being with us. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, happy betting. Thank you.